misses the man. So much good news today. So much. I don't know. Is it like I? You know, I, it was a few years ago, a long many many years ago when I when I was doing started doing Adam versus the man as an independent operation. I, I started ranting. I just like there's too much freaking news. I can't keep up, and it's overwhelming. If you look at it, it's it's a it's a if it bleeds, it leads. There's plenty of bad news. And if you look at the world through the eyes of the mainstream media, you're not going to see an accurate view of the world. It's going to be distorted by that sensationalism, that corporatism, that government manipulation, that censoring so, so subtly of dangerous ideas so as to not trigger the censors and get you kicked off the air. Of course, if you're in the big business of media, your job is not to inform your audience, it is to promote your advertisers. We are turning that model on its head with independent media. And of course, Adam versus the man and our Good News Friday episodes. And just for those of you who haven't heard this explanation yet, every Friday, now, like there are a lot, a lot of good stories during the week that it's like, yeah, it's not, not immediate, but that's really important. You know, we take those, we save them for Friday. Our Producers Club does such a great job. We got a lot of links from the Producers Club this morning. But I I save links. Now, there's one thing I want to do before we bring in Producer Jim and G.I. Mary Jane Gosing and our guest today, the Turbine Guy, Jay Nygaard, with a new legal situation fighting back against local zoning, petty government bullshit. But first, we use goodnewsnetwork.org. And I really love this website and it's like it's a little cliche it's a little corny of course it's, it's the good news network yeah goodnewsnetwork.org but i want to share this in contrast to something because sometimes the mainstream and, and i I'll, I'll tell you this if you and if you've watched the show enough you know we end every show even monday through thursday with good news in history which is one of the great features at goodnewsnetwork.org so good news in history every day and get that historical perspective for all the bad and, and current event type shit that we cover in the show. We end with good news and it kind of seals it off and sends you off in a with a reminder of how humanity marches forward. Now, Good News Network, a lot of their good news on the state and history stuff, I have to filter out the statist good news. There's, a, there's, there's, it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not my editorial perspective. I mean, hey, if we build out the freedomline.com or Adam versus the man.com to a bigger destination news website, we'll have the staff and the time and the organization to do our own good news aggregation. But Good News Network, sometimes when I cover good news in history, they're like, it was on this day that the Congress met for the first time. And I'm like, you mean the criminal organization was started? Like, that's not, that's not good news. There's some things like that, you know, uh, I, I have to put in perspective where I just filter out of Good News Network, but I want to really praise this website. And I don't know that much about it. I don't know who's behind it. And I, yeah, I think that whatever they're doing brings uh, an important perspective, even if it doesn't recognize that sometimes what government calls good news isn't good news. It's a great website because it incorporates this bigger perspective that we are bringing you with Adam versus the man. We're not just, hey, be afraid of this right now, 24-hour news cycle. Ah, no, no, no. That is not a good way to look at the world. That's not, that's not looking at the world. That's, hey, hey, mainstream media, can you scare me today? Not, what the fuck? Like, you're going to try to say that you're informed? Because, I mean, it's like like that, uh, you know, the Jefferson quote, right? Uh, someone who reads 
newspaper or someone who reads nothing is is uninformed. Someone who reads newspapers is misinformed. And it's worse because it could be more dangerous. But now in the age of the internet, we have the ability to go out and seek whatever information, be our own filters. And so that's one of the reasons I would say as host of the show, I am so honored that people give me that chunk of their time and their brain space to say, let's see what Adam sees when he looks at the world. And one of the ways I do that is with Good News Network. So let's pull up, Jim, if you would, please, goodnewsnetwork.org, latest articles on the homepage. I'm just going to read a bunch of these headlines because there are some kind of meaningless feel-good stories. Right? They, have, they, have a, they, they have a quote on the top of the page every day, really good feel-good. This is Peter Benenson, who founded Amnesty International 60 years ago. When I first lit the amnesty candle, I had in mind the old Chinese proverb, better light a candle than curse the darkness. This is a quote with a quote in it. See that? See what he did there? Uh, but it's you know, what inspires you from that to say that he was inspired to, to, to make Amnesty International happen from that Chinese proverb, better light a candle than curse the darkness. So to the headlines here, Shepherd is hailed as hero braving freezing temperatures to save six runners in Chinese ultramarathon. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> there's a random feel-good story, but it's also like a sign of the times. Humans push themselves as, as explorers and super athletes, and then Shepard comes along and goes, did you guys forget about the freezing cold temperatures out here? Because, you know, I raise sheep out here. All right. A never-before-documented flower blooms on one of the world's rarest trees, a hopeful sign for a comeback. Jaden Smith to open a vegan restaurant where homeless people can eat for free. Harvesting air conditioning condensation could replace cities' potable water use. Do you see that there's that these stories aren't just like like Jaden Smith opens a vegan restaurant where homeless people can eat for free. Okay, I was a random celebrity feel. No, it's not. It's it what it's representing is like a, a, a leap forward in charity and and food consciousness. You know, uh, the next one, like the, there's another, okay, well, harvesting air conditioning condensation. Like there's this pure water coming out from our machines. We, whoa, yeah. This is, this is, you see what I'm saying? This is humanity dancing forward. This is the good news. This is what we do with the show, especially on Fridays. Eight cheap gardening hacks for plants using wine and plastic bottles, orange peels and coffee grounds. Paul McCartney. Or perhaps the fake Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney's helping people grow their own fruits and vegetables in the UK for better health and well-being. Studying photos of this morning's super flower blood moon eclipse. This is from a few days ago. Yeah, we get we get some good stuff like that here. Woman who tossed out one million dollar lottery ticket gets her winnings thanks to store owners. Now there's a now I'll say this. That's a random feel good. That there's nothing really nothing bigger, you know. But you could even look at that, and and even if you read nothing but you know these meaningless feel-good news stories every day they do represent a sign of the times about people getting better every day more generous more connected and we have some good news feel-good stories we're going to end today's show with as well as some understanding nature stories we get a lot of those from good news network as well all right dare to care London, London, yeah. Freedom News, Freedom Network News <laughs> sounds great. We could, we, we could get there. It's uh, let's get Adam versus the man organized first. All right, uh, huge surprises, giant Ritter robber, Ritter. Sorry, I this this brings back the kid in me. All these exploring nature stories, huge surprise 
as giant river otter thought to be extinct pops up in river in Argentina. Breaking! 100-year-old Galapagos giant tortoise found on Fernandina Island is indeed a member of extinct species. And I like, this is breaking. Like, this is what we should, like, oh, breaking news. There's a murderer in some random neighborhood in America that's like, oh, somebody died. Some No, that's not fucking breaking. It doesn't matter. And a big part of what I think I provide as a service to you in the audience is filtering out that kind of bullshit that's just part of this mainstream media feed that we do somewhat rely on to have an understanding of current events. And, and you know, someone's got to be the government mouthpiece, lapdog, watchdog, sorry, lapdog, not watchdog media, telling us what the, you know, White House press secretary is saying. So more stories, you know, we go through this, and I, and I mean, I, I love this perspective. So I, uh, I, I, one turbine story from this week on goodnewsnetwork.org, world's largest wind turbine manufacturer says all its blades will soon be fully recycled. And that's, that's a relief. You know, we, we just, I just drove to Vegas yesterday to pick someone up at the airport uh, for the, the Home for Battle Buddies retreat this weekend. We drove past, uh, I was with, with uh, our friend Matt, from, from who you, you might know from backstage, who uh, he was making that drive for the first time and seeing these, these giant arrays of big white blade wind turbines, the big, you know, fan ones. And they're terrible. They're inefficient. They're ineffective. They're environmentally hazardous. And they're, I mean, they're kind of cool looking as like an industrial thing, but for a lot of people, they're just eyesores. And like at night, blinking red lights, they're not, no, fuck them. You know what? They're very, they're very visually impactful, very in your face. We see this giant like array across a hillside or a landscape of these big white fan blades. And, and you know why? Because they're really good for politicians to take credit for Really nice visible boondoggle type project. And so now they're going, yeah, yeah, we're just, uh, melt them down. Let's make the new ones. One of the stories we have today that we might get to with our guest, Jay Nygaard, the turbine guy, is about a new kind of wind turbine that works on harvesting the vibration. It's a stick in the air that vibrates in the wind and it captures that motion as electricity. No need for killing birds. So like even this technology is just leaps and bounds every single day. And now I hope you see why we do it this way and the value in the good news. Now, the reason I did this as our opening segment today is because I was, I was just, you know, I, I, I read a lot of news to do this show. I was poking around msn.com and I was like, well, oh, they have a, they have a good news section. And it, it was, it was kind of buried. Um, like where, where did I, I can't even remember like where on MSN I found the link, but somewhere there's, there's good news at msn.com. And this is, this is all mainstream stuff. It's, 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 and this is an aggregator as well. They're, they're, the MSN is not the news outlet. It's a website. They have stories from Newsweek, CBS, People, USA Today, ABC. And, and they're, they're great. Feel good stories. I'm just going to read you the top, top of the page. Over 25K raised for a boy mild while defending siblings against dogs. Wow. Great story, right? Woman reunited with fishermen 35 years after they rescued her. Cool story. Woman pays for stranger's cake in honor of late son's 35th birthday. Grandma told she was too old for a dog gets the sweetest surprise. Mom and baby meet after mom wakes up from medically induced coma. Video shows hero cop. 
single-handedly lift overturned car off of victim yeah passenger whatever oh. service member dropped the, the headlines cut off i'm not i'm not i'm not demeaning that story at all actually you know when cops do good things like and they're actually doing the job fuck yeah all right service member drops everything to honor a fallen officer high schoolers start candy business to fund college education clinic helps long haul patients and London's COVID triangle. Female entrepreneurs share inspiring stories behind their pandemic, whatever. How tulips help two women form a unique friendship. And I think on that trite note, my point has been made. And, and what's crazy about this is this is the mainstream media's version of the good news. Pacification. Look at the difference between, just think for a second. The difference between the headlines at MSN.com, that's a sampling of American mainstream media, good news headlines. They are all meaningless, personal, feel-good stories. None of them describe as a look at the good news should how much humanity is progressing. The great dance forward of humanity... Why does the mainstream, you know, I'm not going to go too negative. It is Friday after all, but why the mainstream media telling you, oh, you want some good news? Have some trite bullshit. Have some meaningless fun. Let's take out the important part of the story that gives you meaningful hope that humanity is truly progressing, that you shouldn't just submit to the authorities that you shouldn't just go along to get along, that you shouldn't just stay with the herd because it's safe and comfortable. You should be part of this great dance and lead as an individual, as part of a community, as part of the whole human family to be alive today and get to shape human destiny in such radical, extreme directions like never before. Yeah, we got a lot of UFO stories today. We got some longevity stories. You got to live long enough to see the real UFOs. They are coming. And I'll tell you how and why. <laughs> no, there's, I, I tell people, like, we do a UFO segment every Friday. And they go, oh, you're one of them? It's like, no, it's really just me telling people now that, that it's all just government fucking with us. So with that, producer Jim with the producer notes, ladies and gentlemen, executive producer Jim Freedom from Phoenix while we take our... Not COVID vitamins. Not COVID vitamins, yeah. Good morning, people. Good Friday to you. It's going to be a great show, great day. Uh, don't forget to follow along at our public Telegram channel, t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's the link that'll get you access. Everybody's welcome, no matter if you're watching this live or not. So join that Telegram public channel and get all the links for all the cool alien shit we're talking about on the show today. Um, Eventually, you're going to be able to join the website, adamversusman.com, and there's going to be a link there for the Patreon. Once you go to the – oh, I'm on the wrong thing. I'm I'm doing the end of the show promos. Look at me, man. It's Friday. I'm like, why aren't I sharing pages? Why aren't any pages coming up? What's happening right now? Join Adam versus the Man Patreon. One, five, ten, or $50 a month is where it's at. $10 a month will get you access to the private producers club we have on Telegram. Also, get the uh, – StreamYard link so you could be backstage if you were a private producers club member and you also get 15% off and free shipping on anything that you do order from uh, the merchandise once that's up and running with its new raring to go. So definitely take advantage of that and get your 15% off and free shipping by being a producers club member. 
Next visit the cigarfederation.com. It's a great website, affiliate of ours. Um, good friends. They have awesome cigars all over their website, cigarfederation.com. And you can use promo code Adam10 to get 10% off of your entire order there. So definitely check out cigarfederation.com and take advantage of that. Um, if you need to, uh, if your eyes need some good news and some enjoyment, visit Instagram at the Garden of Freedom. We do have, I didn't even want to bring this up, but now it's staring me in the face. The worst news I had heard in forever is posted on the Instagram. Our best friend, Blue, is uh, no longer with us. So, but join the Instagram uh, at the Garden of Freedom and check out everything that's going to be going on this weekend because it's a huge weekend up in Gardenia. So the Instagram is going to be going crazy. So definitely check that out. Uh, the crypto six.com. Those guys, uh, that's a great website for you to check out. They got links for you to write to these guys that got rated with the Bitcoin church. They got links on the website, the crypto six.com that you can donate to their cause, to their lawyers, through all different various cryptos. So definitely check out the crypto six.com and give them guys a help. And lastly, our guest today is, uh, the man, the, the hour that runs the biggest, best website, for your do-it-yourself go green energy online.com that's where you go if you want to learn about the wind power like we're going to have some stories about today you can go to go green energy online.com and learn all about it uh, great website for all of your information do it yourself going off grid uh, go green energy online.com check them out speaking of going green yes. uh, our co-host today is gi very big it's my bad. Not dancing on camera. Joey Lee, GI Mary Jane with us. Joey, uh, thanks thanks for loaning me this beautiful Sherlock. What are we smoking this morning? Marijuana. Uh, <laughs> what kind of weed is this? Uh, weed? <laughs> oh, I'm on uh, I'm on a perfect Friday batch. It's called Alien Fire Fruit. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll call this that too then. Perfect. <laughs> All so right, so. You know, Joe, we don't have uh, surprise. We have a lot of human optimization stories today, and none of them involve fun drugs. That's no good. <laughs> what? No, there's a lot of good. But uh, anything you want to share this week? Anything? You know, drug warnings. What are you covering with uh, Platoon 420? What is? I mean, is it is it just more? I mean, you cover the bad news. You cover a lot of the in a big part of what you do. Is 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 to remind people and keep people in touch with the the, the, the nitty gritty individual case texture of the drug war, and it continues. Do you, I mean? I and, and this has been a big narrative for me, though. Like, I do you do you feel it? Do you see it that there is a lessening in the brutality, or are there still enough just individual fucked up stories for you to cover? Only when I step back from the funk that I put myself in reading these stories and reporting them to really analyze it like i you know they they screw over tomato farmers just as much as they do weed farmers only different <laughs> yeah it's funny you cover that story like you, okay so this is like the old libertarian joke i well actually i i think it was um daryl perry great libertarian activist uh out of new hampshire said i want cannabis to be as legal as tomatoes and i was like <clears throat> 
Do you know how illegal it is to just sell tomatoes in America? Do you know how much government permission? Do you know how many forms you have to fill out? Do you know how many different taxes you have to pay to sell tomatoes in America? Fuck that. And so for cannabis, the cannabis industry, it's like, yeah, well, welcome to the, the welcome. To you. you know how you guys were all kind of pirates before this, and now you're you're like you know registered merchants of the crown. Yeah, yeah, that sucks too. You're like, I, but, but there's a big difference. Wouldn't you rather be a pirate? They, they don't send tanks and then with fully you know automatic weapons. Yeah, so that's after the tomato farmer. They send them a notice to appear in court, and so, they know that the force is behind it enough. Yeah, and and they will you know it's back. But so this represents a hugely positive trend in lessening of brutality because the unaccounted cost in terms of suffering of victims of pain of loss of productivity of relationships of families of property destroyed in those kinds of brutal raids that that's going away and we don't get to go oh look we're that much wealthier now because people are getting fucked by government and just losing their savings and their situation and their business just pop up, 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 up. Like, oh yeah, that's there now. It's like, you know, the unseen costs that are so important in economic analyses of unintended consequences of government intervention. There are these huge, like unseen, not just it didn't happen costs, but value destroyed that isn't accounted for in conventional economic analyses. Oh. And that's that's kind of going away, right? They, I mean, they will send tens of thousands of dollars worth of your taxpayer resources in, in, in cops and equipment to go bust a guy who has 10 plants in his basement. It's a gross misuse so of what, funds. What I've noticed, tell me if this is true, what I've noticed in the evolution of your stories and that genre of coverage is that it's transitioned from raided, shot, dog killed, plants confiscated, guys in jail, to they're fucking in with paper like that. They're yeah. stealing that. They're shutting down that business. And even the raids now, it's like a big show of force and then a relatively peaceful raid compared to except for the fact that blazing, right? all of your possessions get destroyed and then you know you get to court and you get some silly regulatory uh, well, violation no, no, no. Is, it, is it fair that the norm has shifted it has from but we're not there violent yet. raids to show of force raids Four they weeks. show up yeah that's that's fucking amazing and i know this isn't like Hey, good news, you know, but it's like, no, this is really important good news of shit that we never really accounted for, how big and bad and evil and destructive it was fading away. So Kevin Lewis, you got, uh, we grow our own tomatoes. <laughs> you pirates, you. All right, but yeah, you're growing to, I, I'm sure there's some way that that's both legal and illegal in the American system. You, you grow your own tomatoes and you consume them in your backyard. Well, were those registered with the uh, appropriate local zoning committees? Did the city give you permission for did that? You have Was your that soil did tested? You, did, yeah, yeah. Are you careful about run? Did you measure the runoff of the fertilizer you were using for those tomatoes? I mean, even out here, like you know, we're at a great detente, if you will, with county zoning. But their big excuse for like right now we're in, a, in, in Yavapai County, unincorporated county areas, as has been publicly stated, as I understand, is still the policy for county zoning is it's in it's complaint only enforcement, which is great. That's like, hey, you want to approximate the market? If nobody complains about what you're doing with your land, interfering with their use of their land, 
It's nobody else's business, right? And we're pretty close to that here. I mean, yes, it's still America. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the land of the free or anything like that. But it is it is relatively free here where we live. But even here, like what they use, to, to your point, Joey, it, with, with like Ray Young, Kevin Lewis, oh, you grow your own tomatoes. Here it's, oh, you poop. Oh, you poop. You poop, do you? That's it that you poop. Well, everybody poops. But if you own land and you have a Pike County and you poop, on your land government has to tell you where to put it <laughs> like i'm not i'm not exactly like that is, it's it's it's, it's sewage uh wastewater septic systems you know percolation tests and it's like of all the things and, and i'm not saying there's not a real threat that you can you can pollute groundwater but putting human poop in a hole like that is their excuse or no, you can't do anything on your land without getting our permission first. Fuck that. And yeah, if you want to grow tomatoes, you're going to have to deal with all that. So Joey, now that we are 25 minutes into the show, what is our comment contest this Friday? You got me on this this weed thing. And and I, I was it the Larry Bird commercials where they were like, you know, make make the basket off the net, off the rafters, <laughs> off the juice. Do you remember that? I'm, I'm showing my age now. I want to know yeah, okay. your favorite way to smoke marijuana <laughs> and you have to be specific like like give me steps like i grab the lighter i that's boring I, no it's like no it's gotta be fun wrong answers only wrong <laughs> best way to smoke weed wrong answers only <laughs> all the hookers ass on top of a mountain like that yes get creative uh, yeah, your favorite way to consume cannabis. Thank you, Joey. We'll be coming back. Keep the comments coming. We got a big pile of good news. We're going to see how much we can get to before our guest joins us in 32 minutes. So to Bloomberg.com, Silicon Valley wants dogs to live longer so humans can too. Canine life extension research by the startup Loyal could lead to breakthroughs for the rest of us. As the tech industry has matured, people in Silicon Valley have become obsessed with developing ways to stop the human aging process. All right, wow, we have Aunt Ralston weighing in with a $50 massive super chat. Freedom bucks for freedom, RIP blue. All right, yes, back to this 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 story again, you know, you know, just it it the, the thing is like if you like can the way we talk about cannabis. Uh, we're starting to now is how we've always been talking about dogs or at least should have, you know, you go, Oh my God, they can do that. Like the more you study dogs, it's like, Holy shit. They can do, I mean, they're using them to sniff out COVID now and fuck that abuse or sniffing out drugs. Like, I mean, I trained my dog to sniff out drugs. So I knew who my friends would be at parties, but that's a different training <laughs> of, of a dog than, you know, what you think of as a drug dog. But, uh, you, you look at dogs and it's like, oh yeah, we're going to use them to live longer too. Joe, you like being alive? Hey, you guys, you guys watching? I, I mean, I assume if you're watching this show and you're not like, someone's not using it to torture you at Abu Ghraib, you know, <laughs> there's, do you, you like being alive? And you, I mean, would you like, do you want to end it or you want to keep it going? I think we, I, I mean, there are people who deny this and there, and there are people who say, I don't want to live forever. I don't want to live a very long time. And what they really mean, what I hear usually that explained as is I don't want to be a crippled, gimpy, 
wrinkled old raisin of a human being forever. Like, uh, yeah, unplug me at some point, right? And there is that, you know, quality of life expectation. But when we're talking about this, it's not just like, okay, you're going to live longer. It's like, no, you're going to be healthier and vibrant. And, you know, like I feel at age 39 and, and what even to my parents' generation would be the middle of your life. I'm looking at now as, I mean, even conservatively, the first quarter of my life. And I, this is the, I, I, I'm going to re-summarize this concept for people who don't know or haven't heard me talk about this or my interview with uh, Dr. Aubrey de Grey back in 2013, where he was describing the concept of longevity escape velocity. And think about this for a second. If you live to the point where the average life expectancy is going up by more than one year per year, congratulations, you made it. You will not die of old age unless you choose to. That's kind of a thing already. If you're young and healthy today, I say you made it. You got another 10 good years left in your meat sack. The medical technology life extension developments of the next 10 years are going to be more effective in quality days added to the average human life than everything we have done prior to this point in history. More than agriculture, more than antibiotics or modern medicine, any of that, all of it is going to be blown out of the water. By the, in terms of the number, not in terms of foundational significance, like I get, yeah, agriculture, fire, wheel, big deals. Yes, leaps forward, certainly. But did they make you live longer than the state of nature numerically? Yes, but not much. What we're talking about now, defeating aging at the cellular level, at the DNA, RNA, telomere level. At the point where it's just like, no, you're this thing that we, that we have, you think about this, like, why do dogs only live so long? And aside from, you know, inbreeding, domestication, blah, blah, why do wolves only live so long? Evolution takes place over such a long, massively long, like human experience comparison, inconceivably long period of time that wolf packs where members lived longer were at less of an advantage because they could adapt less generation to generation. If you die at a certain point, there's a, you see, you see for an organism, for a set of genes to succeed evolutionarily, it has to have an ability to adapt. And if you see us merely as carriers of the human genome, in order to get us to this point, we have to die a lot. I mean, most people are dead. This is Louis CK joking, all right? Most people, well, most people aren't here. Well, actually, most people are dead. <laughs> you think, yeah, uh, oh yeah, no shit. Little historical perspective there. Way, 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 way more people have lived and died and come and gone than the 8 billion or so there are of us today. <laughs> way more. Way, 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 way more. Scales more. Despite population being exponential. The sliver of people alive today versus, and that of all that people died so that they could be a part of this process of getting us today where we are. As some technologists, futurists have described it, I think Musk said maybe, maybe the human 
bio, whatever the fuck we are, is merely the the organic bootstrapping for AI that, that's going to be the real thing that that that, that is the the, the the next form of life that makes us look like the monkeys that we are. Maybe we are the AI, and we Maybe just we don't are. know it. <laughs> Well, regardless, we are human beings who get to enjoy the fact that we are the universe becoming aware of itself. So, you know, you want to live long enough to see the real UFOs get here. Pay attention to what the dogs have to teach us. It started with really long. Okay, back to this Silicon Valley, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> it started with really long bike rides and intermittent fasting. But some venture capitalists and startup employees have moved on to taking dozens of pills every morning or injecting stem cells into their brain or infusing their body with the blood of the young and virile. You go, wait a second, adrenochrome. Yeah, no, no. I, I, but yeah, that's a, this is a thing. Now, speaking of dozens of vitamins every morning, I got to show off for yeah. a second. This is my new, I'm going to shake it for the, uh, audi- this is the podcast audience. This is my vitamin tray. This is not the vitamins I want. I take every, this is, I do, I do two of these a day. So it's morning, night, morning, night. I have one of these big wheat pill organizers. And this is this is the new one. These are this is these are really cool. I have four of these and I have a box of vitamins and I lay them out two months worth at a time. And I'm not willing to take vitamins more than twice a day unless there was some real reason. But like twice a day, I can I can handle it, you know. So I and, and I, I at some point I'll do a, like how Adam does vitamins like YouTube five minute videos. Oh, you think people so? want that? Yeah. But this, this is, and, and I never thought of this as like life extension, but it really is. You know, it's it's like, hey, I can be healthy. I'm 39, and in most prior generations, men my age would be falling apart. I'm just getting a little rusty. <laughs> you know, like I, I got I got some old rugby injuries, but even those, it's like maybe because I've been taking vitamins pretty consistently. I mean, I'd say like. For the last 20 years, well, maybe t- give, give me 10 years, last 10 years when I've been, you know, independently and intellectually mature and free and health conscious, I've been doing this vitamin routine uh, 90% of the time pretty consistently. And, you know, I'm taking, I take some joint support stuff and multivitamins and spirulina. And maybe, you know, I think about it too, like a lot of my injuries are kind of fading. I mean, I do yoga. I, I, I really more, more as part of my own weightlifting routine. Actually, we got some, think about weightlifting. Uh, I'm going to come back to a story that makes my point here, but weightlifting is the fountain of youth, really. Weight, totally. And, 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 and it, it's not if you want to get big and it's not even if you want to get strong. It's if you just want to be healthy, you have to stimulate your muscles. You have to move your body. And weightlifting is, an, is it, it, the most efficient way to get to that muscle stimulation. Weightlifting and, stone. And, yeah, weightlifting stone is even better. And more and more people aren't realizing. And it's funny because like weights aren't a modern invention. We're just looking at it and it's like weed and dogs and the human body. Is there anything they can't do? You know, like you just keep going. And it's, it's, it's this, what I hope, again, part of the editorial perspective we bring with Adam versus the man is that connection with nature. So anyway, this brand of life extension experimentation remains fringe, possibly because it's weird and there's not a ton of evidence any of it works. But Celine Haliua, 
as a plan to take the field mainstream, and it involves dogs. Her startup, Cellular Longevity Incorporated, is developing treatments that extend the lifespan of dogs while also making them more active in their later years. Should such treatments work in canine? Halua, 26, expects consumers and regulators will be more favorably disposed to similar techniques being used on humans. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 That's, and you know what? You can't love a dog enough. It, you, you literally can't. I mean, that's what makes dogs special. They're, they're like love multiplying machines, you know, and you can't, and, and, and what are we doing? Like, and, and people, you know, humans will never appreciate that enough. And we're using, and this is what we get to do now. Oh, well, all right. Well, we can't experiment on humans. We'll experiment on the dogs. These aren't bad experiments. These are good experiments. And I'm sure these are, these are done with the intent, not of making money, but of developing life extension technology. These dogs, if they knew, would be happy to be participating in these experiments. Studyfinds.org. Remember I said I'm, I'm quarter life at 40-ish. You can live to 150. Scientists create app that shows human lifespan could nearly double. Have you made any plans for the 22nd century yet? A new study finds you might want to think about it because it's possible for humans to live to see their 150th birthday. Scientists in Singapore have developed an iPhone app that accurately estimates biological aging. They discovered that life expectancy has the capacity to be almost double the current norm. The findings are based on blood samples from hundreds of thousands of people in the United States and the United Kingdom. And this is conventional aging analysis. This is not, oh, and then telomeres. This is just being smarter managers of the human body machines. We are blessed as spiritual beings having this human experience to inhabit. The instruments called DOSI uses artificial intelligence to work out body resilience, the ability to recover from injury or disease. DOSI, which stands for Dynamic Organism State Indicator, takes into account age, illnesses, and lifestyles to make its estimates. And yeah, you could live to be 150 just based on conventional shit. I mean, assuming we don't all blow each other up with nukes first or, I, yeah. or pollute ourselves. But even I, I'm not like as, as much as I like the libertarian value capitalist analysis of pollution gives me a way of looking at it without anxiety. And by the way, I, I, it's kind of a silly way of saying it. One of the stories, I want to go back. One of the stories we skipped this week, why I'm, why I'm saying that this, why I'm saying it this way is um, there was, let me see real quick. Excuse me. I got to go back in the store because in, in the, uh, in the new stack stuff I'm, I'm saving for next week because uh, th there was a story about uh, climate change causing uh, anxiety. And that it was leading to uh, a whole new wave. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I got rid of the story. I was like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get into this. But the, the, the point is, there's there. I'm not just making this up. I didn't just like pull this. Like, oh yes, look, one other benefit is that I'm. Oh, here it is. Here it is. 
Reuters, from suicide to eco-anxiety, climate change spurs mental health crisis. You can buy that. Yeah. Really? Subtitle, mental stresses are growing for families hit by more extreme heat. Flooded homes and worries about a hotter planet, but the impacts are little measured so far. But it is this is a thing. I didn't just make this up. So when I say like, well, you know, why is this important to me to have that peace of mind? Is I mean, I I, I look at how do we manage natural resources? It's not blind preservation. It's not don't use anything up. It's manage them wisely to maximize value. You have a really cool rock formation uh, sticking out of a mesa. Yeah, please put up a fence around that. Don't turn that one to gravel. That would be dumb. You're destroyed. But hey, the plains, it's not, oh, well, it's nature. No, no, we can judge nature and say that's that's that part of nature we're going to preserve. This we're going to grind up and make roads with. Like it's not, it's not that complicated conceptually. Like the principles are very, very simple. But then I think about this, this cataclysmic perspective. That, that is now so common around climate change. And it has been used by the left, by the, by the Democrat party, especially to really, as they always do, drive policy with anxiety. Fear gets people with the polls. And oh yeah, if you don't elect Democrats, Republicans are gonna destroy the planet. A lot of people on the left actually believe that. They're legitimately terrified. And and if you believe that, you should be freaking out a lot more than you fucking are. They don't really believe it, but they're scared into like, oh, 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 at least I'll vote for a Democrat. Okay, can I go back to watching TV now? And it's it's really pathetic when you look at it like that. And what gives me confidence, and this is a big part of doing the Friday shows like this, is that I see the technology, a lot of the stories, and Good News Network is really good at covering these kinds of recycling technology, upcycling innovation stories. You know, we're going to send barges out into the ocean to turn the plastic garbage islands into cryptocurrency. Psychic taxi rights are like muscles. You must exercise them to keep them fit or they will atrophy and die. Quote. All right. To the Guardian, hot tub health kick. Why a long bath is almost as good for you as a long run. Ooh. Researchers have discovered that prolonged immersion in a piping hot bath has as many of the same medical benefits as aerobic exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of a funny story. Name. Go ahead, put this, put the, get the text on screen here, Jim. So this is, uh, I should say, from uh, the past notes, health and well-being section of The Guardian. And it starts out, uh, name. Hot baths. Age, first used by the ancient Egyptians 4,000 years ago. Appearance, a large thermoformed acrylic receptacle or stone, if you're an ancient Egyptian, filled with warm water. Thank you for explaining what a bath looks like. I know, this is my job. You're welcome. More pertinently, why are you explaining baths? Oh, that's easy, because having a hot bath is exactly the same as doing exercise. I mean, clearly it isn't. Yes, it is. The University of Coventry did a study and discovered that having a bath is the same as doing exercise. Rubbish. Well, not quite. It found that hot baths can bring about certain similar health benefits to those of aerobic exercise. Heat therapies, including time in a hot tub, can raise core body temperature, improve blood flow, which can lower blood pressure, control blood sugar, and reduce inflammation. That isn't the same as doing exercise. Well, no, you won't build muscles or lose weight by having a bath, but I'm going to put my running shoes on. Wait! Imagine, for example, that you are old or have a chronic disease and you're unable to commit to regular exercise events. 
case, there is evidence that taking regular hot baths might be the next best thing. Oh, I accept your apology. <laughs> anyway, so this fun little conversation goes on if you want to get all into it. Um, links, as always, at t.me slash versus the man. But the, you know, like, well, duh, baths are good for you, right? But yeah, no, it's just kind of a cool thing now that we are able to identify and quantify those kinds of benefits. Um, and now the Daily Mail fucked up my next link. Well, your, your, your last new... story sparked our first uh, Mike Freeman. I smoke weed naked in the tub. It's like a long run. <laughs> See what you did there. See what you did there. All right. Now, I don't even like this. This is really obnoxious. I, I Daily Mail does this thing where they uh, automatically go to your home, their homepage. And they, they did have some good news. And now uh, they're showing you pictures of Hunter Biden smoking crack again. No, cigarette. Yeah. Hunter Biden brags that he regularly smoked crack with late D.C. Mayor Marion Barry at Georgetown Bar when he was a student and recorded phone call with a friend. <laughs> okay, Daily Mail. <laughs> no, 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 Daily Mail. We had, uh, wait, is it, is it, it's, it's in my notes. Here we go. Um, was this even an important story now? I'm like, all right. Um, mm -mm -mm. Daily Mail. Well, we really... No, you know what? It went to the homepage before I even put my notes together and I put the homepage. Damn it, Daily Mail. Fuck you, Daily Mail. All right, no, Daily Mail does good work, but they are obnoxious in some of their website mainstream news kinds of policy. So I don't even know. I don't even know what story we were covering from them today. Don't worry, it wasn't that important. It was just how you were going to live happy longer and, you know, things like that. Uh, I think it was actually something about weights because the next one here, also, you know, on our longevity theme. Oh, Mike Miller. Hey, Adam. Oh, okay. not a good contest entry. No. That is not the way to smoke weed. Wrong answers only. Wall Street Journal has this. How Richard Branson's 70 feels as fit as he did in his 20s in addition to kite surfing, tennis, and bike ride. The Virgin Group founder also recently started lifting weights. Oh. First time. Imagine turning 70 and going, what? You can do this? You just go to the gym and pick up heavy stuff repeatedly and it's you listen to music and jam out and get high and it's fun and it feels good? Wow. You know, what? What? And you go, if you're Richard Branson, I go, who the fuck convinced you not to lift weights for 70 goddamn I, That years? makes me curious. Right? And that pisses me off. And I remember when I was a kid, Little little nostalgia sidebar here. I remember living in uh, San Francisco suburbs, and I was like twelve, and you know He Man was was my hero, and I was like discover oh dudes like my dad's big and strong, but look dudes could be like really big and strong, and I was like I want to do that, you know. And my mom, uh, my mom actually stopped me at first, and she said, and and I don't think this was the right thing, but like, she was. She was always very encouraging of me to be to be active in sports. I was always like a you know three sport athlete of one kind or another, and um, so it's not like I, I wasn't getting exercise. But I could. I wish I had been lifting younger. My mom told me not to lift because my joints and ligaments had not been fully developed, and that's a reason to not lift heavy. Most people yeah. shouldn't be lifting heavy anyway. And like I, I'll say like as an as as an I, I lift. 
like I used to lift stupid. I used to go for one rep maxes like on a regular basis. Now it's just like I go to the gym or I go to my pile of weights in the, in the dirt here to, to just go thrash a muscle group, you know, or a muscle or, or whatever. Um, I do a three day split. Now I do uh, pushing, pulling legs. So legs, Mondays, pushing is chest and delts and triceps Wednesdays and pulling Fridays is back and biceps. And then I try to mix in ab work and manual labor and stuff. in with that, um, and the way I do manual labor, I have the same effect of lifting weights, but what a lot of people get for proper exercise. And, and you know what? We can blame government for this 30 minutes, three times a week. You got to get physical activity and get your heart rate up. And, and people have been conditioned by the government education system to think that's all you need to do. And that's going to make you healthy. And it's, it's like, yeah, minimal. It's all right. It's okay. But if you're never straining your muscles and you're mildly, regularly st stimulating and not even straining, if you're following their minimal guideline, you're stimulating your cardiovascular system. That's great. That's critical. That's even maybe, well, if you're lifting weights, you're doing both, right? But uh, if you're not actually engaging and stimulating and challenging your muscles, you're missing this whole other dimension of maintenance of the human body machine. That people are just going like, oh, yeah, that's got to be a part of every routine. Now. Every health routine has to have something. And this is what just exercise physiology science is finally getting us to accept. It has to include something that includes. Uh, <laughs> it has to include something that includes. See what I did there? <laughs> it has to include something that strains your muscles. It has to include something that causes some kind of muscle fiber tissue breakdown and a rebuilding and a stimulating and a continuous regeneration of muscle. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to live as long as you could. You're not going to be as strong and fit and healthy as you could be. DNYUZ, the best time of day to exercise for metabolic health. Evening exercise may be more potent than morning workouts for improving metabolic health according to a helpful new study of exercise timing. And just one more example. Uh, for you, you got to think what works for yourself. I've had times when working out in the morning was the only way and in the routine and in the military we worked out in the morning and it was fine. You know, what time, you, but if you really want to be conscious about it, experiment, feel what's good for you out, you know, uh, probably what's convenient and that you're able to do consistently with your routine and the rest of your life is more important than timing it. This is like really tweaking, dialing it in. Well, is my metabolism better primed if I work out at four o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock in the evening? And it's like, I don't even fucking sleep consistently enough for that to matter. And, and if you are sleeping that consistently, you're either a super athlete or kind of a boring person. All right. Studyfinds.org. Lose weight and remember more intermittent fasting may improve long-term memory. Another cool benefit. And by the way, this is something I do. Um, it, it's called, I, I don't, I think it is, yeah, it's tech. I don't know if there's a better term for it, but I don't like fasting because to me, I think of like Gandhi fasting, you know, yeah. like this is, I, I just don't, I just don't eat after 8 PM or before. Be a like that's a degree of that word. Yeah. Somewhere. Like uh, <laughs> interval eating maybe, you know, but it's to call it fasting. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's like breakfast is break fast and it's a dumb, you know, semantic observation, but it is actually breaking the fast of sleeping. And some people, 
And it's funny because because Joey and she's talked about having Crohn's and cannabis with that actually compared to me needs to eat and train more like a bodybuilder to maintain a healthy weight. And I and, and me to stay healthy, lean, I need to, to eat like I'm dieting, you know, continuously like I and that's healthy for me for my metabolism. But also then if I eat like I'm dieting most of the time. And what I do is I start eating at noon and, and Joey knows this is a very approximate guideline. I start eating at noon and, and I try to snack and eat just healthy whole food and then have one big salad or, or main whole healthy meal in the evening and then stop. No late night snacks. And that doesn't always happen. And sometimes it's like, shit, I skipped the meal. I'm too hungry. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to be painfully hungry. This is going to be worse. And I you know, cheat on that guideline. And then, you know, if I'm doing that consistently, I could I could do that during the week and then I could eat whatever the fuck I want on weekends and and I wouldn't ever be like nice and lean or cut but I I wouldn't be cut but I could stay lean doing that for forever and and be you know at least of a the healthy composition but yeah that another benefit is that it that that stimulation of the cycle of of starvation that you you let your you you fast like for me it's I have that one big meal you know, I take a shit in the morning and by the time I start eating at noon, 16 hours has passed since I ate last and my system is sort of empty and it's in a different metabolic state and it gets slightly um, ketonic, you know, ketosis. Like if you, if you cut carbs, you go Atkins diet soup and excuse me, I, I, I hope sharing this little bit of how I think through these things helps you figure it out for yourself. Cause ultimately that's my only message is, is figure out what works for you. Try these things in these directions, play with these variables. And so for me, this is what I like to do. And I love I, my big salads at night. You know, I have like, I get chopped salad kits and I add avocado, and pistachios and extra it's salad glowing, dressing. talking about making your it's salads. It's salads. It's like <laughs> weed with the devil's lettuce and dogs and the human body. Is there anything salads can't do? All right. Is there anything fasting? Is there anything not? Is there anything the act of not eating can do? Yes, lose weight and remember more. Another benefit of intermittent fasting. Another cool headline. Oh, wait, Psychic Taxi Ed's contest entry, three words. Blonde Lebanese hash. <laughs> okay. Uh, study so what finds do you do with org. those things? Yeah. Ed, what do you do with those things? <laughs> is, it a, is it a woman named hash? Is that what he was getting at? And that's with? Blonde Lebanese hash. A, a blonde Lebanese woman and some hash or but <laughs> expand on this. Edit. Yes. All right. Studyfinds.org. This is, this is really crazy human optimization stuff. Third thumb prosthetic could make performing tasks far easier in the future. What? What? Put that picture up full screen, Jim. Do you sometimes need an extra pair of hands around the house? How about just two extra thumbs? It may sound like science fiction, but a new study finds the human brain could happily get used to having a sixth finger. <laughs> this is not going to be a thing. I can my think prediction. of I, my, okay, a lot of reasons. I'm going to stop. Oh, oh, ooh, you sex toys. Is that show. where you're going with that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. We have the summer I look of sex at how she's story looking at that, that thumb, though. <laughs> I mean, there's some history. You can, I, see, I, this, is, this is my curse of being an autistic male, is that I don't read cues. If women, no, I didn't get that. But thank you, Joey. There is oh, a God. little... There is a there is a, a a a gleam in that eye just a little as you see in that picture. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Researchers in London discovered participants testing out a device called the third thumb could perform challenging tasks easier using just one hand. Moreover, their brains also started to treat each finger on their hands more equally. Study authors say third thumb is moving the conversation of prosthetics beyond simple limb replacement and is now making it possible to enhance human ability. So they've got that person picking up three balls with one hand and an extra thumb. But your brain got used to the thumb? Is that what Yeah, but the thing is, this is not... So anyway, the story goes on. How does the brain adapt to having six fingers? Researchers also examined it working with the second thumb, what it did to each participant's brain activity using fMRI scans. On the hand not wearing the third thumb, the group moved each of the fingers one at a time while on the scanner. Study authors discovered subtle but noticeable changes in how the brain's sensory motor cortex reacts to that hand in comparison to the one wearing the extra digit. Specifically on a hand with five fingers, moving each finger created a distinctly different signal. However, on a hand using the third thumb, brain activity related to moving each finger became increasingly similar. The human brain, is there anything it can't do? Uh, dare to care, London, because we all need to pick up three balls. <laughs> yeah, see, God was smart and designed the human hand to hold two balls at a time. We should not be messing with God's work and vision for humans handling balls. Uh, Dr. E. Vales, I only have two balls yet. Why do, why do you need four fingers? Four thumbs, excuse me. <laughs> uh, but I, I, this is just sort of a fun, quirky sign of the times as far as I'm concerned. Why not something that goes over your hand or in it that gives you superhuman strength? You know, that seems a lot more important than this weird, like, extra dexterity feature. And then you go, like, okay, you can do all these extra things, but we're about to have AI robot servants that just do whatever we want. Like, how far off is that? Like, that... I. I we haven't really asked that question. Someone wants to share a link. I would I would love to examine something with this. Um, really, how close are we to AI servant robots? Five years? 10 years? 20 years? Is it going to be 40 years? I mean, we have the technology today. Think about this. At least for basic shit. We have the technology that will understand language, right? We got that part. Was this healthy disrespect? Next up, opposable toes. <laughs> We're turning back into monkeys. <laughs> We're evolving back into apes. Uh, no, so <laughs> I was saying something smart before we get Jay Nygaard on here. Um, no, the <laughs> but uh, we okay. So breaking down AI servant robots, we have the technology to decode verbal language and interact and to ask clarifying questions. We have the robotics technology to have a human form of superhuman strength. Now, there's a bit of a gap. There are two gaps here right now. And, and can th th that computer that is now understanding human language, turning it into an understood physical task and moving through a physical space. But we have that already. We have drones and robots and things that can navigate somewhat independently, autonomously, three-dimensional spaces and perform physical tasks. And then the other big gap is the manufacturing, R&D, marketing, et cetera, et cetera. And with inflation, who's going to invest in an AI servant robot company, right? And in times like these, you know, 
what a silly investment. But no, yeah, it's how long till those gaps are closed? I can't imagine that taking more than, uh, you know, five, 10 years. All right. Jay, our regular Friday guest. I'm sure, is he backstage? Do we have a guest? Yes. Yes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, today joining us for his regular Friday slot, but with a special story in his activism, not just commenting on cutting edge technology like the new vibrating wind turbines. Jay Nygaard, the turbine guy, gogreenenergyonline.com is coming to tell us about the latest story with his federal lawsuit recently filed for persecution over his driveway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this this is a continuation of the bullshit that he faced in his hometown. Uh, And and I'll let him get you the details and the background. But I got to say, Jay, uh, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. It is exciting to see your activism taking this specific form now and, and and to see you fighting back like this. So please, before we get into this, give us the background, the whole driveway bullshit. And, and even, uh, you know, when we, when we first interviewed you for Adam versus the man, we talked about uh, Ornos. Is that is, is that the, the, the city councilor's name who's who's really leading this this petty abuse racket? Uh, th- that would be Dennis Walsh. OK. Okay. Dennis Walsh is the is the city council member. Who is Orono in this? Orono is the city I live in. Actually, who Orono oh. is? Orono's named after Chief Joseph Orono out of Maine. Excuse me. I was seeing Orono's lawyer, and I was like, "Wait, who's that?" Oh, Orono. Really, really interesting, awkward town name, and I should remember it more. But okay, so you got a picture of the city lawyer. All right, sorry, Jay. Take us back before I put my foot in my mouth anymore. Give us the background on the story and, and, and how the driveway became an issue. please. Okay. I'd be glad to do that. The uh, first thing to mention though, is Orno is named after chief Joseph Orno in Maine for which Orno Maine was named. So they're the only two Ornos in the country and they're actually named after an Indian chief. So I hope the original Orno didn't need an attorney at any point. Um, no, no, eventually we did. Eventually, we need lots no, the of original or no, the chief. Those yeah, are bad no. Sorry, keep going. I'll just sit uh, here and smoke some this. Uh, okay, as you know, I've been an activist against my city for years. We sued the city in relation to an illegal wind turbine ban in one, and we've been fighting mm-hmm. over a bunch of other stuff, but what happened recently is beyond belief really how petty these people can be we bought the house next door from the neighbors to settle a lawsuit which uh you know was a great i they sued us we bought their house lawsuit over so part of it was the driveway was junk and i had to replace the driveway so i searched the orno code i searched the website i couldn't find anywhere listed where it said specifically you need a permit to replace a driveway, let alone for a new driveway. So there was nothing. So I went and pulled it out, The uh, pulled the whole driveway out, got it prepped and ready to pour the first half. And right as a cement truck shows up, now, isn't that how it always works? Right when you're, you know, right when the cement truck shows up, 
who shows up at the city inspector to issue a stop work order. And I'm going, what's going on? He said, well, you need a permit. I said, I couldn't find where you need a permit. I've gotten permits for these other things on the property because I could find where you needed them. And I couldn't find anywhere. And he said, well, there's no specific permit. You need a general zoning permit. And it's like, well, okay. And so I said, I'll just get one the next day. No problem. He said, okay, no big deal. So he yeah, left me for the driveway. Jay, if I may interrupt briefly for a little contextual sidebar, given that this is Good News Friday, I want to point out that there is a huge unseen cost to empowering governments with regulating building, construction, zoning, and things that prevent the flourishing of construction and architecture and creating beautiful, functional livable spaces, not just to meet human needs, but as we already see with architecture, a critical part of human advancement and flourishing that would be leaps and bounds ahead of where we are today if it wasn't for the multitude of stories like Jay's like this, but also all of the contractors out there who know that they could be doing so much more if they had only liability accountability rather than accountability to bullshit regulation. You, you know, and I, I would like to add to that because I heard you talking about permits and permission earlier, and there's a huge misconception out there. And I, I, it's funny that you said that because I actually put the voice track down for a video about it, but permits and permission are dissimilar words that are not in any way related. You already have the right to do what you're going to do on your property. That's called property rights. A city doesn't hold a thing over you saying, you have, you know, we've got your rights in our hand. Not how it works, okay? You are not going to the city when you fill out for a permit asking for their permission. What you're doing is you're going and saying that this item that you've chosen to regulate under the guise of protecting the health, safety, welfare of you or your neighbors or anybody. Right. But but th those are the reasons that they can really do. The problem is they don't do health, safety, welfare anymore. Now they're trying to regulate color. They're trying to regulate other things. And, and it's gone beyond the scope. And what I'm trying to point out is that they need to stick within their legal scope. OK, their legal scope is regulating health, safety, welfare. So, for instance, if you're putting in a clothesline. Hey, hey, I don't want to give them that. Hey, fuck you, government. Stay away from my health, safety and welfare. <laughs> Well, but no, I get I get your point in restricting yeah, I'm just, that. That's very dangerous. Well, it is. But but, but my point is, uh, for instance, um, people could wire a house poorly and burn it down and kill people they rent it out to or something. So the sure. government, the government's chosen to say, look, that's a health safety issue. So therefore, we just need to ensure when you do it, you do it to a certain standard so that we don't have issues. That's what permits for I'll tell you, I, I, I would say that this is a legitimate social function, right? To mitigate hazards between people and things like that. But it exactly. can be done without government more effectively when it's done with insurance, regulation, and communities coming together to help each other rather than the way that it's done in a punitive and uh, pay for your rights system that we have today. Oh, no, I, I completely agree with you on that, 100%. And, 
It's just the issue now is they've got this regulated framework and they go way beyond it. And how are we going to get them to get what we're talking about until we can get them to just start working within the framework they're supposed to? We got to start marching them backwards. And that's part of it. I want people to understand that permits and permission are dissimilar words that have nothing to do with each other. All they can do is try to regulate in some manner to protect others. And for instance, if you want to put a clothesline out in your yard, why should that need a permit? There's no permit. Need. Who are you going to endanger by putting a clothesline up? So that's something that a code, especially in my city in Orno is so all-encompassing it regulates that clothesline if if they choose to use the code against you and that's the other big problem is how arbitrarily these things are written that if they want to screw with someone they can if they don't want to screw with someone they don't have to okay and that's that's exactly what we've run up against and that's what happened with this driveway issue so I put the driveway in I'm applying for the permit I qualified for the permit Hold on, a second. Hold on a second, Jay. I want to go back to understand the story. That day, you had the cement truck there the first time. Did you say, piss off, I'll deal with this later, go ahead and do the driveway? Or did, did, the, did the cement truck driver say, well, no, the city guy's here. I'm going to get in trouble. I can't do this. And then you had to start over. No, no. I, I know the inspector. And I kind of know all the inspectors because I pull permits for solar systems and other things around here. So, so I run into them quite a bit, and, and they know me. But... I explained, hey, I can't find where to get a permit. And he's like, well, you just need this general zone. And I said, well, if that's what you say, that's what I'll do. You know, I just wanted to solve the problem. I got the truck there. Let's pour it. I'll fill out for a dinky little permit. And, and then, you know, whatever. So I did that. Well, there's an issue that's a big elephant in the room nobody wants to talk about. It's the fact that that driveway was substandard. But not only that, the road is substandard, dumping city stormwater into it. So I had been complaining to the city that you need to take care of your own stormwater. It's not my job to do that. Fix the damn road. Okay. And instead of that, what they tried to do was require me to put a one and five eighths inch lip on my driveway to solve their problem. And I'm not going to do that. And I said, okay, please show me where in the code you have the authority to do that. And they pointed me to a part of the code that's for curb and gutter streets that requires it because they have curb and gutter. And I looked around. Nobody else has a lip. I don't have a lip on my other house here. It's not a curb and gutter street. So I crossed it off their little form. I crossed a couple other things like a sidewalk off that, that didn't apply and sent it back. And they got real mad at me. And they kept, they kept trying to tell me that we went back and forth and they even admitted in their emails that the lip was a suggestion. They admitted it was a suggestion in an email. Right. And, and finally, I got a I got a threat on. A, I think it was a Friday afternoon. It said it was noon. It said, if you don't pay for your permit and sign that form, then I'm sending it off to the prosecutor. And sure enough, they sent it to the prosecutor. Two things now. I, I keep quoting government regulations because it's important to hold them to their accountable to their own rules. Well, what he should have done was denied my permit where I could appeal it to the planning commission and city council to get it approved because I get to have it kind of thing. Instead of that, sure. he went straight to the prosecutor. And you know what I have? I have an email where he says, I want the NIGARDS charge. Because I've been, uh, they've been arguing with me for the last six weeks about a driveway permit. Yeah, so this, is, a, I know, this is this is the modern bureaucratic version of 
Oh, we're going to beat those punks into submission. Exactly. And not only that, not only that, we're going to use your wife to do it, which is what, what they did to me. She had nothing to do with any of this. And I told her from day one, you're disabled. I'm not putting you on any permits. I'm dealing with all of that. This is all me on that property. And they still charged her. And he admitted on the stand, the city guy, he did it simply because her name was on the property. She had nothing to do. This is criminal court. Don't, don't you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone participated in this alleged crime, which here is installing a replacement driveway in a smaller footprint? Crazy. I, so, I, he, he had, so he admit, so we were charged for two different things. We didn't supply hardcover calculations and hardcovers impervious surface because we live near a big lake and they want to make sure there's enough greenery and people don't big too huge, build too huge. That's the reason they use for that. Uh, so anyways, we didn't provide the hardcover calculations and we didn't agree to the lip. Well, the lip was a suggestion and on their little form they gave me, it specifically said we are not requiring hardcover calculations because the driveway is being replaced in kind. So the two things they charged us with, they had already admitted before charging didn't apply. So we got, we got to trial and we completely discombobulated the prosecutor because my wife hired a lawyer and he signed in right before. You know, and he, he knew the case. And I kept telling Greg, man, you're lucky because I just gave you the easiest win you're ever going to get. And that's what happened. Halfway through the trial, she is dismissed for lack of probable cause because the judge read the statute where it specifically said uh, that the person performing the work is liable. Right. Well, she didn't perform anything. Her name's not anything. Dismissed for lack of probable cause. They had no reason yeah. to charge her, and the judge acknowledged that. I went well, through the trial. Well, Jay, I got I got to point out a couple of things here. This is the, one is uh, something I've been told by cops before. You can beat the charge, but you can't beat the ride. And it's if we want to fuck you up, if we want to punish you, if we want to rough you up and detain you and hold you until you get bail, we're going to do it. You know, I would rather do a month in jail than have a criminal case that lasts, I don't know, three months. You know, I mean, sure. it's like that. It's going to take over your life. It's like you being in court is, is worse than being in jail. It's like being in jail, but with the scrutiny of you might have your situation suddenly get much worse. You know, like yeah. it's, 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 and it's a punishment in and of itself. But the other thing that, that I'd like you to comment on that I think is really one of the, the beautiful things to take away from this when I see them in, in, a, in a petty city racket going after you as they have and, and having heard so many similar stories and that when you stand up as, as little as you have, not to demean the significance of it, but it's not like you started shooting city council members, you know, like you're, you're playing their game, you know, you're, yep. you're following their rules. You're not, yep. you're, 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 you're challenging the exercise of their authority. You're not even challenging their authority itself. And as you stated earlier, and I felt like I had to correct, you're, you're, you're acknowledging the legitimacy that we both know is hypothetically illegitimate and their role regulating safety. And it's sort of like, 
this thing is a paper tiger, Miss Prepper, try having a case that has gone on for seven years. Yeah, there there are those horror stories. There, there are divorces that go on for that long, you know? Like, I'd rather go to jail than, than go through what my parents went through. <laughs> um, but in a case like this, it reminds me of that old nature video where there's there's like a, a, a water buffalo at the edge of a river. And, you know, the, the, the alligator grabs him. And then the lion grabs him. And then they're struggling and the herd is scared and scattered. And suddenly a couple bulls in the herd go, fuck this. There are way more of us than there are of them. And while this, this buffalo uh, calf was being torn apart by lions, the, the, the Cape Buffalo bulls just came in and, and, you know, gored them. And scared them all away. And, and that's, I think, the greatest analogy for where we are right now with these petty rackets. And that if enough of us, it, it doesn't take, like, you're the first, those of us today doing what you and I are doing, you know, several thousands, maybe, of, of other similar civil conscious civil disobedience activists in America. We're like the first bull in that video going, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. A lion's not going to eat that other. No, no, no. We're not going to let that happen. And and we don't know. And if nobody else follows us, we might be fucked. Yeah. If, if we just get eaten too. Yeah. But there's enough and, of and us. That, that, that's there's so way true. more of us than there are of them. That, that, that's exactly what I'm living through because you wouldn't believe how many people say, hey, we support you. But nobody shows up at court. No, You know, nobody came to jail to see me. Nobody does anything, you know, they're, they're full of a lot of words and they can type stuff in a paper. But when it comes time for the legal bills, it's not their wallet I'm pulling out of. No, the, 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 the herd is, is scared and that's why this works. That's why they get away with picking off yep. the weak and the vulnerable. That's why well, government gets and, to prey on people. And this is the perfect example, okay? There's something called the League of Cities in Minnesota. It's the insurance trust for the cities. The cities will pay into it, and then they've got one insurance thing that handles all the city problems. It's supposed to be a great idea to, you know, minimize costs and all this. But what it has become is a bulwark or a bully who pushes these things on the cities such as, and I've, I've got it in one of their uh, pamphlets where it says, Using the criminal code can be a good way to gain compliance for zoning code issues. So you've got this insurance company telling the cities to do, and that's what they keep doing, and that's what I'm fighting against. What the heck is any zoning code anywhere criminalized for? What tort are you committing against another individual that you should be chancing your liberty taken away? You have committed the crime of not bowing down and kissing the ring. Oh, yeah. Subject of the crown. All right. Yep. So that is the perfect setup, Jay. Get us to how you're fighting back and, and, and what is the nature of this federal lawsuit. Oh, yeah. I got to finish quick. I was found not guilty at the end of the trial. Right. And and the judge read through and he said that the city abrogated its right for hardcover calculations in their uh, in their form and that they testified on the stand that the lip was a suggestion so the statement of probable cause which called those out uh was invalid and i was i was uh found not guilty 
For the second time, by the way. Second time <laughs> I said, I have four criminal prosecutions of me, one of my wife. We've gotten off five times in a row, which in Hennepin County with a 94% conviction rate means we were four times more likely to win the Powerball than we are to get off five <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> no, just well, to give a little perspective to everybody. Okay, so our reply is a lawsuit for abuse of process, uh, malicious prosecution, First Amendment retaliation, and, and some other things thrown in there. And the First Amendment retaliation is the fact that I kept speaking up going, you have no authority to force me to put this lip on the driveway. Now, by the way, I want to tell everybody out there, there is a lip on the driveway. <laughs> Okay, I'm not well, an only idiot. One and a half inches, not one and five eighths, and that's not enough. No, no, it's pretty. It's probably about. They, they would call it one and five eighths. But like a friend of mine who sat through the trial came over and he looked around. He said, "Wait a minute, there is a lip." I looked at him and said, "You're." Right. I said, "But they didn't make me do it. It's my choice." So that that's that's what this was all about them trying to force something down our throat and trying to use my wife. And that's what this lawsuit's about. Okay. First of all, they should not be criminalizing uh, zoning issues. And if they are, then they need to go and follow the criminal code. They need to do actual police investigations, which didn't happen here. They, they need to figure all of this stuff out. It can't just be one city guy saying, Hey man, I want someone charged. And then people are charged, especially people like my wife who had nothing to do with it. It's no different than if we were driving down the road and I got a DUI and she was sitting in the car and they just gave her one too. You know, it's pretty much what they're doing. Yeah. Back yeah. again, like I said, First Amendment retaliation, abuse of process, malicious prosecution. And get this, at the end of all this, they close the file without issuing a permit. Which <laughs> okay, hold on. Just legal setting settings up here. You are suing the city in federal court, the city Correct. corporate entity itself. Why not the individuals? Uh, some individuals are named, but at this point, it's about having a clean lawsuit that doesn't bring in anything extraneous to deflect attention. Okay. And and that's what I want to talk about because that's what the city's done. And that's what cities always do. And that's what this insurance trust push pushes. Instead of looking at people as being honorable and maybe having made a mistake or whatever, they assume you're guilty and they do everything they can to convict you, whether or not it's criminal or civil court. Okay, they never assume or even investigate if the city's doing anything wrong. So here they are taking public tax money and assuming you're a criminal and you have to prove you're innocent through these processes, which so is Mike, what we've had to do. Mike Freeman on YouTube asked, have you contacted the Institute for Justice or, or any yep. other similar institutions? Okay, excellent. So yep. I, I want to I ask for the significance of this uh, because there, most cities in America have some form of petty racket like this. Yeah. And it's it's the use of uh, the penal code of uh, criminal persecution to bully people into compliance with zoning, to rip you off, to steal from you, to control people, to bully people out of polite, accepted, officially sanctioned society. And it seems that this case 
should you score the ideal federal victory that sets precedent could be a major step in pushing back the predator class. And if you are successful, would create a template for people who have experienced this in thousands of cities across America to push back the same way. Is that right? Yes. Actually, we have already set a precedent in Minnesota and the city of Orono did not appeal my wife's uh, dismissal for lack of probable cause. So now anybody in Minnesota has a criminal court judge's decision that says if you aren't involved in it, they can't charge you. Yeah. So right there, we protected half of these yeah. people and spouses in the state of Minnesota. It's just a matter of getting the word out there to the lawyers and the others so that they can use it to their advantage. So it's a good start. Well, hopefully it's it's precedent setting enough in the sense that um, prosecutors won't use that tactic. But if only, but yes. hopefully the real pushback is that, you know, government agents shouldn't have, like, well, why do we have qualified, if we're saying, Let's get rid of qualified immunity for cops. You know, being a cop doesn't give you the right to commit crimes on the street. Okay, it well, sure. let's do it for prosecutors, too. They should be liable for bringing frivolous lawsuits. They should be They're liable the worst. for ruining lives with this bullshit. They're the worst. I mean, I, I, I had a prosecutor criminally charge me with trespassing and at the first hearing recuse himself for conflict. What the hell are you even charging me for if you have conflict? And I'm looking at the judge saying that. She goes, OK, well, we'll just redo the arraignment. I'm going, no. And she wouldn't listen to me, though. So, now, hold yeah, on. so uh, John, John Kakos on, uh, on YouTube points out, uh, sounds like there are federal issues of witness intimidation to discourage you from seeking a recourse to action. Uh, have you considered that angle that there's a uh, have you, you you brought up the First Amendment, but that this is a sort of uh, witness intimidation or, or just a, a kind of harassment angle? No, that's really interesting, though. And I, I'm going to find it in the comments after that and send it to my lawyer yeah. and see what he says. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, def I definitely like that idea. Because well, that, that, yeah. this has all been intimidation to try to prevent me from defending myself. Why, why, why else would they charge my wife? Let's say to bully everybody else into compliance and the herd, whether they know it or not, in this metaphor, they are watching your case and cases like yours. And if they yep. see that you're able to push one of the lions back without getting hurt too badly yourself, more people will start pushing back. Jay, yep. any final thoughts on this case? Anything you need to uh, tell us about the story or ways that people can help? Well, well the thing we, thing we didn't talk about yet was deconstructing. And that's something that the League of Cities does. They teach this as well. When, when there's a lawsuit that comes their way, they, they find the most minimal things in there that they think they can win on, and they try to yeah. reframe the lawsuit in that manner. So instead of honoring the facts presented them like they're supposed to, they're dishonorable. They dissect and they deconstruct and, and try to screw you with, with the minimalist amount of information. And that's what happened in their reply. And, and like you said, is there something big going to happen? Well, in our response to their motion to dismiss, in which they tried deconstructing and ignoring all these facts, a big part of it is because they point to other cities in the community that do this kind of thing, saying, hey, look, other cities do it, so it's constitutional. And we're like, hey, just because... Other cities are doing yeah. it just means that unconstitutionality is rampant. Okay, Did your so, mom ever tell you that if all your friends were jumping off a bridge, would you jump off too? Yeah, no, yeah, we, not, we hear not, that all, not all the time. 
all the time, all the time. So anyways, I mean, I, we don't have any go special GoFundMe or anything set up. Uh, you can get to my uh, YouTube channel, The Turbine Guy, where I'm going to put this video out about permits and, and permission in the very near future because that's going to be a great video to once again help people understand their rights and where they stand and what the city and where the city should be standing so yep, yeah sign up to my that, YouTube channel turbine let, guy yeah, let me say this is this is great i'm really glad that you've got a handle on the legal situation and i want to point out that this is uh an important case to follow to be ready to support to keep up with and what jay is asking for is entirely appropriate for, so yes follow him subscribe on youtube but jay just because youtube is not a reliable source you have an email list or at least some other social media mechanism people could get you uh, in, in their feed somehow well unfortunately i'm an old guy and i'm social media <laughs> limited that's my big problem i am on twitter's turbine guy usa but i don't get there much i do have uh, uh, my website gogreenenergyonline.com you can always find me through there with an email address and, and and go and my phone number's there and you know when people when people call i talk to them and i talk to people from i'm just like you i'm sure i, I you know i i love answering the phone and hearing other people's stories and, and you know sometimes they're they're looking for a little bit of advice to help themselves out too so you know i give my phone number out 952-334-6400 go to gogreenenergyonline.com you can find me and uh We'll see you, I guess, next week. And next week, awesome. we'll talk about those vibrating turbines. I've been doing a little research on them. Excellent, excellent. Great tease ahead. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jay. All right, Joey, how are we doing on the comments and the questions? And do, do we, we didn't run out of marijuana. Did we? No, we can't run out of marijuana. Uh, comments are, are great, but, but not comment contests, Dave. Everybody's been very engaged in, in this conversation that jay and you had going on um i did like favorite way to smoke weed best way to smoke weed most creative way to smoke weed wrong answers only that's our common contest today i like pat's answer in the beginning he said uh and it's not the best way to smoke weed but he said the, my favorite weed to smoke is the weed that's passed to me lit it's like the best beer is free beer but no guys get creative like we we do we do bongs and and we do pipes and joints and blunts. Get back to high school. You've got nothing. Use the items in front of you. How is the best way for you to smoke cannabis? Or the most creative way that you have. Like, you know, I, I did an apple once. That was pretty cool. Like I made I made an apple pipe to smoke hash when I was at a hotel in Hawaii. Yeshuin is a frozen suppository, obviously. It's a real yeah yeah um wrong answers only no that's an interesting medical question there right because cannabis can be put in suppository form like we've seen thing. that right people are doing that but it's a real thing freezing it we called it boofing back in the day right that's different totally different that was that's like chemical drugs on a tissue that is absorbed through the tissue would it, is it boofing if you do it in the vag too? Is it still the same? I don't know. Because similar concept, boofing? right? Right, boofing. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, flea market mutt missed the glass steamroller I had decades ago. Steamrollers are, if you're hardcore, steamrollers are, uh, it's like a bong without the water. Uh, 
I had a steamroller. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a lot of good headlines to get to. We're going to run through here before we get to this uh, back to this contest and check in with Joey again at the end of the show. Blacklistednews.com. Brain-computer interfaces. Don't worry. It's just a game. This is from the organic prepper Valve, the company behind Life and Counter-Strike has just announced that the video games giant is ushering humanity into a brave new world. How so? By merely including new technologies called brain-computer interfaces in its games. And that's where this might be coming from. We're still in the human optimization block. People, remarkable two-year-old with IQ of 146 is the youngest member of American Mensa. As Trevor Mitchell of American Mensa tells people, we are proud to have her and be able to help her and her parents with the unique challenges that gifted youth encounter. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool story. Studyfinds.org, simple tool, can accurately predict Alzheimer's onset within four years. At least good news that we can see it coming if it doesn't motivate old people to start taking the vitamins and lifting weights. Your brain disappearing? I don't know what will. AP with this next headline, change may allow scientists to grow human embryos longer. And when I saw this headline, I was like, what? Are human embryos too short? Can you <laughs> grow them longer? What the fuck, really? Like, how long do you need a human embryo to be? Like, two feet long, three feet long? At what point is it too much? Is it just showing off how long you can make a human embryo? <laughs> New guidelines released Wednesday remove a decades-old barrier to stem cell research recommending the researchers be allowed to grow human embryos longer under limited conditions. The 14-day rule, an international ethical standard that limits laboratory studies of human embryos, has been in place for decades and has been written into law in countries, including Britain and Australia. Scientists previous, previously have been required to destroy human embryos grown in a lab before they reach 14 days. We will not spend the rest of the show deconstructing the abortion issue with this story. No. But it is being raised it is good in news a new Friday. technologically driven way and being challenged because the technology is forcing some very big decisions. Like whether or not you should work for Amazon. And the answer is fuck no. <laughs> Dailydot.com This is some next level dystopian shit. Amazon rolls out kiosks for overwhelmed employees to use. The phone booth-sized apparatus will let employees focus on their mental and emotional well-being. And I think there's this proverb, right? In Western countries, when people feel bad, they sit in a dark room and talk to strangers. In African society, they have them dance outside naked, which is going to make you feel better. You know, like, uh, yeah. And you're like, no, we made the box smaller and lonelier. <laughs> So that you can focus on your mental and emotional well-being. <laughs> Not a gym or a lounge built into this facility or an outdoor smoke pit with some trees and some greenery. No, we have a phone booth-sized apparatus. <laughs> Speaking of small boxes. <laughs> Mike Freeman, contest. My wife hits the bong and I bury my head in her dark and remote regions. The new shotgun. We have a new leader. We haven't even gotten to the summer of sex story yet. That's the end of the human optimization block. And then we have a huge UFOs block. We're just going to end up skimming. There are no... They're, 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 you, the, the, why the term UFO? 
If I throw a ball over your head and you can't tell what color it is, that is an unidentified flying object. Absolutely is. Like, this term is so fucking dumb that this is what we associate with aliens. And it's like, what's a UFO here? UFO? Yeah, yeah, there's lots of UFOs. You know what they are? Government's fucking with us. That's, that's, that's all we do. It's all we look at. Anyway, th- there's good alien stories. But known simply as the Zen Booth, the new apparatus or new video released by the company on Wednesday is an interactive kiosk where you can navigate through a library of mental health and mindful practices to recharge that internal battery. It's like, you know, there, there are phone apps for that. You don't need to... And I'm not totally against this, okay? Like, that it's an option. I mean, if you're in a giant warehouse and, like, the door to the outside is, you know, a quarter mile away in every direction, you want to spend... Hey, I'm checking out. I need like my equivalent of a smoke break, I'm going to sit and play dumb games or do a meditation. Okay. Why does that job exist in the first place? Story I didn't cover today was from Drudge. Uh, Starbucks employees say they're being treated like coffee-making robots. And so I decided to also treat them like coffee-making robots and disregard what they say because they will soon be replaced with coffee-making robots. So like, hey, why, but why, like, why do these jobs still exist? It really is an anachronism of government regulation, corporatism, and central banks that results in humans working shitty jobs that should be automated by now. It really, really is ridiculous. So, welcome to the age of the Zen booth. They took our jobs! Theatlantic.com, the case for swimming in the wild, one man's journey through public waterways, whether sparkling or dirty or algae-filled, that challenges us, challenges us to look differently at the comments, but also the fun of something like that. Unheard.com. I wish we had more time to get into this story. Why are women becoming witches? You know what? We're going to come back to this for Mental Health Monday. Humans have always turned to magic when they feel... Can you guess? Yeah. Getting there. Close. Helpless. Help. Yeah. That, I mean, all those things you said are true, but that's that's the actual subtitle. Humans have always turned to magic when they feel helpless. Interesting trend of witchery about. We'll come back to that Monday. A lot of mental health issues intersect with that one. Studyfinds.org. Average person thinks they can survive for two weeks in the wilderness, but <laughs> most can't start a fire. Yeah. Are you ready for life as a mountain man or woman? Apparently, the average American thinks they are, even if most can't even start a fire. A new study finds the average American thinks they can survive for 16 days alone in the wilderness. The survey of 2,000 people reveals Americans feel quite at ease with the idea of surviving the wild. However, only 17% feel very confident in their ability to start a fire with wind. Moreover, just 14% see it, feel the same about their ability to identify edible plants or berries in nature. Fuck that. And, and I'm, I'm just pointing this out to like how pathetic we have become in, in being disconnected from nature, but also disconnected from our own capabilities you should be able to be dropped off in in in, in the rich wilderness of this planet anywhere on earth where you're not like within 10 feet of a tiger and be able to start civilization again like you how the question is not like how long the question we're asking how long would you survive by yourself in the wilderness like no how long would it take you to build a house how long would it take you to have a regular food supply or as joe rogan has said hey if i sent you into the woods with an axe how long would it take you to send me an email 
But yeah, do restaurants deliver to a forest while over half the poll, 52% are confident in their ability to identify different types of plants and trees. Researchers put that to the test and discovered many weren't quite as knowledgeable as they claim. Only a quarter of respondents could identify a black oak leaf, while just 35% correctly spotted poison ivy when seeing it in a photo. And, and these are these are proxies, like, you know, where I live, we don't have black oak, we don't have poison ivy, you know. Um, but, you know, even then, just do you have that confidence in faith, like, start a fire, like, do you understand how to make heat, you know, like the, 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 the bow and twine, you know, like, or making with flint when you can make sparks onto, you know, uh, fuzzed up bark or whatever and, and, and build spark into like, could you do that? Do you have confidence in that? Like, and it's like, yeah, most humans, sadly today, and it's not because they're dumb, but this specific skill set and capability has been conditioned out of us. Philip Anderson, I dropped myself off every week last week. I had to almost kill a bear. Phil, next time, go on a buffalo. I, I, I saw this buffalo. video. Bears are scared of buffalo. <laughs> so it'll be okay. Hey, it's the guy on the buffalo. <laughs> was walking through the woods on his buffalo when a bear came and started chasing him. And he said, hey, oh, no, there's a bear chasing me. And then he said, wait, I'm the guy. I'm on a buffalo. I'm going to chase you, bear. Guy on a buffalo, Patrick Lewis, trick to long-term survival, find water. <laughs> okay, do it, do it. Do anything you said wrong, dude. But great guest, future oh. wins. Thank you, Retribution, in the Producers Club chat. And uh, there was Philip Anderson. The best way to consume cannabis is to pick it fresh off a pesticide, induces plant, and then take it as an anal suppository. Um. Pesticide free plant, I would hope. Type of something. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, wrong answers only, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, for some reason, the big sex story isn't loading. This is from BBC.com. Are we heading towards a summer of sex? You know what? I'm going to have to just tease that ahead to Monday so we can get through the rest of these headlines. Wasn't that 2020 when nobody was allowed to go out of their house? No, people actually had a lot less sex during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, it's just some weird video thing that's loading. Here we go. By Brian Lufkin. Now that vaccines are rolling out, oh. some are trumpeting plans to make up for a year of isolation. And it's not just, oh, I feel safe because you're vaccinated. It's, oh, finally, we can go out and slut it up like we normally do. Now that vaccines are rolling out, some are trumpeting plans to make up for a year of isolation. So as a hedonistic summer in the offing, not so fast, say experts. Of course. Of course. Why would the experts say you have nothing to worry about? Are there any experts of any prominence out there who say, hey, man, everything's chill. Hey, dear. It's cool. Just relax and enjoy life. No, no, no. Because those, those, uh, those are experts that are... Uh, you know they don't they don't get in the mainstream media they, they, they don't have to warn you about something to be afraid of then why would we even talk about it but now let's let's reassure people that this is a safe and loving world on a flight in april one twitter user overheard a fellow flyer utter a sentence he's likely never heard before vaxxed and waxed baby i'm ready for the, some action on this trip <laughs> after more than a year of social isolation during the pandemic the sentiment may perfectly encapsulate the purported uh now the thing loads and throws off my screen right okay uh 
<laughs> one of those internet days. Yeah. Uh, that encapsulate the purported vibe of the coming months, a period in which people are swapping masks for a different kind of protection. Welcome to summer 2021, the summer the, of sex. The CDC knows that sex sells, too. That's all this is about. This but is no, but don't get this, vaccinated do, and you'll get moon Okay, on. yeah, but, but does anybody... Uh, no, you know what? And I know this is true to a certain extent because of the virtue signaling effect, even with masks. But is there anybody out there who's young and hot and wants to have sex who's like, well, I got vaxxed, but now I'm only going to have sex with other people who are vaxxed? Probably. Is that, I know there are going to be some, is that, but the, but the vaxx protects you. Why do you, why do your random one night stand partners have to be like, I mean, if you're not taking STD checks anyway, like, wait, really? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to check for the COVID vaccine. I promise like, you in, in, in six months, there will be a dating app for vaccinated people. Watch. GI Mary J. Mark that right now. No, in I don't know. Or, or, uh, uh, Tinder, I'll, I'll go. Well, I'll bet Tinder will give you an, an icon. Yeah, I'll bet people are already, you don't need an app. It's on Tinder in your short profile. You put vaxxed or not. Right. And like you said, none of these people are going to think about adding that for like, years, you know, right. have you been tested for STIs? They're going to skip that question. But have you had your COVID vaccine? Would you rather have COVID or gonorrhea? Hmm. <laughs> no, it's not. That's the point. <laughs> uh, along with news headlines strumming a so-called hot back summer, some dating app users have also adopted a not-so-subtle note in their bios that they're vaxxed with three capital X's this racy prediction for the summer so widely held that some experts are even worried in a possible STI spike but amid all this hype is a summer of sex actually going to happen after all in much of the world COVID-19 is still rampant and during the pandemic sexual desire dropped in both singles and couples the answer may not be a question of people exclusively running towards sexual fulfillment rather sex experts say there's more people get vaxxed and lockdowns lift, it's more likely people will re-enter society and seek any kind of deep bond, not just sexual ones. So interesting rebound effect. We're going to see a COVID baby boom perhaps next year. Who knows? But there has been a general decline in sexual activity, actually, even in younger generations over the last couple, I think, a decade or so, maybe. Patrick Lewis, do they make masks with built-in condoms yet? Keep your mask on and give a blowjob. <laughs> Necessity, the mother of invention. All right. All right. Uh, to the technology section. Spiky eagle-proof vests for dogs help keep them safe from resurgent raptors, pet store owner says. Clever. The bald eagle is making a comeback, but that's proven to be a problem for pet owners in areas where they're thriving because small dogs look like a decent meal to an eagle. Yeah, something we have to be aware of here with owls and kittens too. All right, Yale Climate Connections, bladeless wind turbine generates electricity by, by vibrating with air movements. It's a promising technology still in its infancy. And it looks like a giant white dick sticking out of a field of grass or whatever. So we have that. We're going to be uh, this is a phall very, very phallic world of high technology literally on the horizon penetrating the horizon 
Bloomberg on MSN.com. Space plane startup promises one hour rides to anywhere on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming to that. Although I, I still, my fantasy is still the quadcopter hovercraft luxury pod. Picks You have your own, or picks you up at your house, flies you to a bigger one, and then goes to a hub, and then yours detaches off and goes to your location. I'd rather, I'd, I'll spend an extra hour. It's like being in a, it's like being in a car versus being, you know how much being a, be, you know why airplanes suck? You know why flying sucks? Yeah, because government, we can eat oh, easy to blame oh, that. Be so much better We're going to come back to this on our COVID block Monday, by the way. Uh, airline flight attendants are complaining that passengers are more unruly than they've ever been. It's like, no, you are bullying people like fucking assholes like never before. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, space plane. Uh, yeah. Anywhere on earth in an hour. We are organizing the businesses, not the research or the technology, the businesses to make that a reality. The drive.com. Border Patrol helicopter had bizarre encounter with a mysterious, highly modified drone. Yeah. The mystery drone flew up to 14,000 feet and was tracked for over an hour. Now the FBI is investigating. It might be that this new world of drones is opening up a kind of technological rebellion piracy opportunity for people who want to challenge government's dominance of the airspace. And that could be a very exciting possibility. We imagine, imagine if war protesters were able to send drones to block fighter jets and bombers and unmanned aerial vehicles that drop bombs and we had instead of protesters blocking trucks at the entrances to military bases actually putting drones in the way of bullets and bombs possibility the sun what was that mystery is anchor-shaped ufo leaves trail of smoke before crashing into sea off indonesia yeah because aliens would come all the way from another planet and then crash when they uh, encounter this crazy thing known as earth's atmosphere no aliens crashing on earth itself is an implausible story politico ex-official who revealed the ufo project accuses pentagon of disinformation campaign yeah this is the only really important ufo headline today louis louis elizondo's inspector general complaint asserts that officials have tried to discredit him since he went public. Yeah, the former Pentagon official went public about reports of UFOs has filed a complaint with the agencies Inspector General claiming a coordinated campaign to discredit him for speaking out, including accusing the top official of threatening to tell people he was crazy. <laughs> I have watched an yeah. entire documentary on this guy for doing that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This weekend. Compelling. No, next weekend. Next when we've done week. the retreat. NBC, how pop culture set the stage for the coming UFO report for better or worse. And you know what? You know what the real point of all this is? Everything we think are aliens, government's fucking with us. You know, like the the, the lions and the the buffalo story video? They have become alien to humanity. There are aliens among us. There are humans who have become aliens who have pulled this kind of shit. Not extraterrestrials, but alien to humanity. National Geographic, with our next headline, mysterious radio burst from space is unusually close and especially baffling. Politico, how Harry Reid, a terrorist interrogator and the singer from Blink-182 took UFOs mainstream. And it's like, yeah, UFOs are a thing. Like, we, we are so technologically capable. We're just flying shit around. And the humans, we're flying shit around all over the time, all over the place that most of us can't identify. So, yes, UFOs. Welcome to the age of UFOs. 
They had a history of how Washington embraced a fringe field of science. Wait, not I being able to identify things in the air is a fringe field of science? What kind of disinformation manipulation of the language is this? Uh, let's see. Daily Mail. Holy shit. I mean, holy S asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. They're going fast. Radar shows the USS Omaha being swarmed by 14 UFOs. In same incident, spherical aircraft was filmed disappearing into the Pacific Ocean. France24.com, no longer confined to the fringe, UFO theories move into the mainstream. That's it for UFO headlines. Now some understanding nature. PenLive.com, this is not good news, but it's good news that we can see this coming. Solar storms are back, threatening life on Earth as we know it. Yeah, yeah, fun story. Maybe Einstein was wrong. This is from the Express. Dark matter map hints at broken physics and major shakeup. Albert Einstein's groundbreaking theory of general relativity may have been wrong. After all, scientists have announced after publishing the world's most comprehensive map of dark matter in the universe. The Guardian, excuse me, now to some more terrestrial nature. Monkeys adopt accent of other species when in shared territory, according to study. Brazilian Amazon primates found to adapt their calls to get along better with their neighbors. Monkeys. Is there anything they can't do? People.com. Wild Tasmanian devils born in Australia for the first time in 3,000 years. What a moment. The babies came from 26 Tasmanian devils that were reintroduced into Australia in 2020 with Chris Hemsworth and Elsa Pataki helping release 11 of the there's a good feel-good story, but not just a meaningless feel-good story. What we are able to do today in shepherding, in stewardship of nature like never before, always beautifully advancing. Now, having to reload this story uh, from Wired.com, archaeologists unearth lost golden city in Egypt. Let's get that full screen for a second, Jim. The Luxor finding has been called the second most important archaeological discovery since King Tut's tomb. Yeah, and there's going to be more of this coming. I have a safe prediction, I think, as we develop the technology. We saw this, remember, last was two, three weeks ago. It was that uh, drones scanning, what, somewhere in Kentucky or somewhere in the near Appalachia's discovered like an, 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 an old Native American city. There was like, no, we just didn't know it was there. And then drones identified this. Okay, lost golden city in Egypt. The understanding of human history is, is about to flourish in a really cool way. All right, now for your meaningless feel-good stories to round out our headline pile. GMA, goodmorningamerica.com. Man who once panhandled outside of Outback Steakhouse, now works there. Now, you could actually see something bigger and more beautiful in the story of human optimization that we no longer let people fall to the wayside who are in a position to be contributing celebrated members of society. Kenneth Smith, 50, from Fort Worth, Texas, was evicted from his apartment four years ago, was homeless until earlier this year when he got the opportunity for this job. So. You want that feel-good story? There are always plenty of those with Adam versus the man. But for a more creative, clever, 
hopefully inspiring one. We go to people.com. Couple hides $1,000 inside baby products at Target stores to help new parents make ends meet. If you're going to do it, have fun. Like Ron Paul said, right? If you're not having fun, you're not, not doing it right. And this kind of charity absolutely deserves to be highlighted and celebrated so that hopefully you might be inspired by these people. Crystal Duhaney said she wanted to leave the cash for the new parents to brighten their day and hopefully inspire others to spread joy and kindness. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Love. Yeah. All right. Crystal Duhaney and her Patrick husband. Thank you for inspiring us this week with that feel-good story. G.I. Mary Jane, do we have a contest winner? Mike gets it. And Mike, Mike, Mike wins because right after Mike commented, everybody said. That's Mike the <laughs> Remind us, what was what was Mike's entry? Mike's entry was, well, I mean, I'm, 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 should I be a lady? I can't yeah. scroll back up thanks to our interwebs here. Uh, but it was Mike's edition of the rendition of the New Age steamroller where his wife gets involved. So hopefully she approves. It sounds like a fun night. I, great night. I say video or it doesn't it didn't happen. There you uh, go. Picture there didn't go. happen. In this case, I think video video evidence is video evidence required. for extra credit and the comment contest. All right. GM Mary Jane, any final thoughts today? Be awesome to each other. Past joints, not judgment. We're all in this together. Can't say that enough. All right. Producer Jim. What's going on? Great Friday. Can't wait to get up there to Gardenia and uh, make some new memories. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Please join us, t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's our public Telegram channel where all the links for everything we covered today, even the stuff we briefly just skipped over, you can find it there. Check it out. Patreon.com is where you can sign up for the show. One, five, ten, or fifty dollars a month. Ten bucks a month gets you access to the Producers Club, Private Producers Club, which gets you 15% off at everything at our store. Cigarfederation.com also comes with a 10% promotion code, Adam10. You can 10% off of everything you order at cigarfederation.com. Instagram, you can find uh, everything up there with Gardenia at the Garden of Freedom. That's the tag for Instagram. The crypto6.com is still waiting on your help. Use the links there to write those guys and let them know that you're supporting them and thinking about them and, and uh, want them to come through it clean. And lastly, gogreenenergyonline.com. As you saw from our guest today, uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. Use that website to learn everything about solar and wind power and get yourself educated. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. From goodnewsnetwork.org for this day in history, <clears throat> excuse me, May 28th. It was 60 years ago today that Amnesty International was founded in London, hence the quote at the homepage for goodnewsnetwork.org. After Peter Benenson read the article, The Forgotten Prisoners, and concluded the newspaper reader feels a sickening sense of impotence. Yet if these feelings of disgust all over the world could be united into common action, something effective could be done. Today, his organization directs 10 million people in their advocacy against human rights abuses. Also on this day in 585 BC, a solar eclipse occurred as predicted by Greek philosopher and scientist Thales, a phenomenon that led to a truce between battling armies in what became known as the Battle of the Eclipse, setting a cardinal date from which other dates 
be calculated. Yeah. On this day in 1774, the first Continental Congress convened, not 1774, before 1776, before the Constitutional Coup of 1789. On this day in 1918, the Azerbaijan Democratic Republic declared its state of becoming the first Democratic Republic in the Muslim world. The Democratic Republic of Armenia also declared its independence. On this day in 1937, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, California, was officially opened to vehicles. Women in Greece were given the right to vote on this day in 1952. On this day in 1999, after 22 years of restoration work, Leonardo da Vinci's newly restored The Last Supper was put on display in Milan. On this day in 2008, after weeks of public protests against the tyrannical regime of Nepal citizens in the first full meeting of the Constituent Assembly formally declared a republic ending the 240-year reign of the Shah dynasty. And on this day in 1892, the Sierra Club was founded in San Francisco by John Muir. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other.